What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We're going to do just a quick post-game recap of Penn State and Purdue. I'll touch also briefly on Minnesota and New Mexico State, but honestly, there's not much to report other than Minnesota didn't row the boat into an iceberg, which good job, PJ Fleck. You did that last year, so you... You've improved at least at least somewhat, um, but honestly, good job by Minnesota. They they steamrolled a bad team, which is good. That's that's very good for them. So we're going to talk mostly about Penn State Purdue. Um, if you like the pod, make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, send an email, Big Ten Football Talk at Gmail All those details, social media, all that stuff. Um, let me get to the recap. It's hard to recap a game like this because, first of all, there were a lot of great, great moments, and it it reinforced the idea to me that both Penn State and Purdue have some really good playmakers, playmakers, goodness. Um, They have some really good pieces. Um, You know, Mitchell Tinsley, uh, Phil Steele, really had a lot to say about Mitchell Tinsley and I wasn't expecting much, but he was really, really good. Seven catches, 84 yards, a touchdown, had a big play in that last drive. Um, just, just in case if, if you're just catching this too, Penn state wins 35 31 on a fourth quarter drive by Sean Clifford and the Nittany lions to, to seal the game. Um, but there, there were a lot of pieces. Mitchell Tinsley was really good for Penn State. Uh, Brenton Strange had the big touchdown uh, catch. Um, on the other side of the ball, I thought Payne Durham played well at tight end. Charlie Jones was open almost all night. 12 catches, 153 yards, one touchdown. Um, I thought the secondaries played really well for both teams. Uh, Corey Trice was excellent for Purdue. Um I thought, you know, Jefferson Jefferson was gifted an interception, but his his return for a touchdown, it was 72 yards, it was masterful. Um so really good by them and then Joey Porter Jr was Joey Porter Jr. Johnny Dixon played really well. So I thought there was there were a lot of good things. But if I'm honest, I I felt like the takeaway for me was it just felt like this was a game that nobody wanted to win. Now, granted, Sean Clifford came through in the clutch, and I'm, I'm not sure how much of his struggles were because he was hurt or if it's just this is who he is. He's inconsistent. And I think it's, it's maybe a little bit of both. But I thought... It, it just felt like nobody wanted to win the game, and it, it just felt very mismanaged um, in, in a lot of different ways. So, you know, Sean Clifford having a four-point lead, airmailing a ball into coverage, like, you just you, – that's a no-no. You're up by four. You're protecting a lead. You can't airmail into coverage. And then Purdue, I don't understand why you keep throwing the ball – when you're up four and you're trying to milk the clock, I get they don't run the ball that well, but King Dover was having some they were I thought he had some good good runs. He he only ran for fifty seven yards on fifteen carries, but he had some I thought 
some pretty good runs, and I thought the offensive line at times had really good push against the Nittany Lion defense. So I, I'm I'm surprised by that. I was surprised by Purdue's strategy, and then they kept throwing at a top five corner in the country in Joey Porter. Like I just did not understand the strategy by O'Connell to keep throwing his way. It made no sense to me. Like, just absolutely no sense to me why you keep throwing at the best guy for Penn State. So I I thought the strategy for both teams and both coaches were honestly pretty poor. Um, props for Sean Clifford getting it done at the end, you know, throwing the coming back from the pick, coming back from a couple of three and outs to, to come and put together that drive with a little more than two minutes left. I thought that was really good. I thought their defense stepped up at the end. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think my takeaways are this. One is that I think Purdue, I, I, I my thought was, I think I, I predicted six and six, maybe a little bit better than that. And I feel like this game affirmed that a little for me because I think, I think they could go seven, five, or eight, and four. They have some skill for sure, and they they can they can compete. But some of their deficiencies are really going to bite them. They're probably going to lose a game or two that you'd think on paper. Oh, Purdue has the talent to beat these guys, and they won't because they're inconsistent. They're 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 inconsistent. Um, Aiden O'Connell, I you know as. He had some brilliant moments in this game, and he had some really poor moments in this game. And, you know, nothing against O'Connell. I really like him as a player, but he was he was inconsistent in this game. The running game is still going to be inconsistent. And I, I thought Jeff Brom just got too cute on offense. And ultimately, I don't I think their defense is good. It's not great. I, I thought the back end played fairly well. Their tackling was inconsistent. Um, you know, the Keandre Lambert-Smith touchdown that put Penn State up 28-24, to 24, it was just awful tackling. The last drive, Mitchell Tinsley, yes, he's a good receiver, but you've got to tackle him, and they didn't. So just poor tackling, uh, inconsistent quarterback play, inconsistent running back play. I, I wouldn't say running back play, but inconsistent running game. And so, I, you know, it's the first game, so it's hard. It was at home for Purdue. Um, so I I think there's there's probably – they will probably be more consistent than they showed tonight because it's game one. It's a Thursday night game, what have you. But ultimately, I, I don't know if they're going to be better than a 6-6, a 7-5, six and six, seven and five, maybe 8-4 and four team, which – Again, for Purdue, it's not terrible. You know, Purdue was, I think, a one or two win team for several years a few years ago. So I'm not it, – it's just – but if you want to get better than that and you want to build on last season, you got to build consistency. Penn State let – me, let me move to Penn State for a minute. Uh, after the interception, I, I tweeted that I thought it was a benchable throw for Sean Clifford. And what I I I want to be clear. I still 
vaguely feel that the best way forward for Penn State is to is to keep Clifford. But I am curious. I, I think they, if they're smart, they'll rest him against Ohio. And they'll play Drew, Drew, Drew Alar. If they're smart, I think they'll rest his knee because he, he does not play well when he's hurt. Like some guys, they play, you don't even know that they're hurt. It, it seems like Sean Clifford, whenever he is hurt, he just really becomes inconsistent. And that's not to say that he's not a, a warrior and he doesn't gut it out because he does. I mean, he played hurt tonight and that 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 deserves a lot of credit. But whenever he's hurt, he he does not play well. And that was absolutely on display. Um, I, even after the win, I'm not sure, though, that you, you stick with him long term. And not, not because – how do I say this well? The, the little bit I watched Drew Alar, you know, in that, in that one series that he was in, he was calm. He navigated the pocket. He was accurate, and he, he he missed the last throw, but that's a learning that that's a learning opportunity for him. You know, he 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 could have run for the first down in that, and he didn't. But that's a learning opportunity for him, and and I'm just not sure. He showed showed more natural ability, not just in his arm arm strength and his accuracy, but just his his ability to navigate the pocket. And his footwork, and I mean all those things, in one series. Now, granted, it's one series, so how you know, how much does that go away when he gets hit? Is a is a good question. But I'm just not sure that the best way forward is going to keep Clifford in. And I I know I'm going against what I said in my best case worst case podcast, but seeing Alar navigate the pocket. I thought that was actually the most impressive thing, quite honestly. Not you know, his arm strength was great, his accuracy was good, but the way he navigated the pocket when things were breaking down, and they were breaking down quite often um when he was in and also when Clifford was in, Alar was much more disciplined in climbing the pocket and navigating it well. So I, I'm just not sure that that's not the right call even even now. Um Penn State, I, I I called ten wins for them earlier in the season. I think they're probably an eight win team, if I'm if I'm honest. Um, if they become more consistent, I think they're a ten win team. But the the offensive line, it stinks. It's it's really bad. And listen, if you can't run against Purdue, you're not going to run against a lot of teams because Purdue Purdue's not a Bad defensive line, but I don't know if they're a top half, uh, top half of the Big Ten offensive or defensive line. They can't run. I mean, they 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 pretty much completely abandoned the run game. And if Clifford is hurt, he's not running. So you you have no advantage of the QB run. I just, I mean, every run, even when they got good yardage, I just every run was a struggle. There were no holes tonight. And if you can't run, you're going to lose games that you shouldn't. And, I mean, that was my biggest complaint with Ohio State last year. 
was, you know, when when push comes to shove, you got to run to get a first down. I mean, they they were barely running at all, and when they did, it was easily telegraphed. So of course, I mean, Purdue Purdue came in and blew it up. So I I I like Penn State's pieces. Um, you know, Keandre Lambert Smith when he doesn't drop the ball is is pretty good. Uh, Parker Washington, really good. Mitchell Tinsley, I think, really showed something tonight. Brenton Strange, obviously, really good. That that's that's a really good receiving core, and I think their backs are good. Their defensive secondary is good. PJ Mustafer is good. The linebackers struggled tonight. The defensive lines, I thought, until the fourth quarter, struggled tonight. Um, and so there, there's a lot of work that Penn State has to do. Um, it, I think the Auburn game is going to be really telling for them. So, but they they have a, a nine day layoff till Ohio next week. Um, so I think that should be. I think we'll learn more in week three. Hopefully Clifford gets healthy because I would imagine they're going to stick with Clifford at this point. You know, if he's healthy, he's going to go, uh, especially after a win. I think if they lost, they might evaluate it, but they won. So um, last thing I'll say, and this is maybe to toot my own horn a little bit, I was wrong on the score. I said 38-28. However, it's 35-31. So I got the right amount of points. I picked the right winner. And Penn State covered, so I feel good about that as a as a as a picker. But I, I'll say this: I, I, if you're a fan of either of these teams, I, I can understand your frustration with both the win for Penn State and the loss for Purdue. Um, a lot of good things to come out of it. A lot of good pieces. But I think ultimately, I think Purdue can really look at itself and say, we should have won this one and we mismanaged it. And I think Penn State's going to look at at themselves and think, we got a lot of issues and I'm not sure, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to fix them to the point to to get to where we want to go, which has been my concern all along. Um, It's been my my concern all along. So 35-31, uh, Penn State does win in West Lafayette. Um, the other thing, we'll, I'll just bring us up to speed, is that Minnesota did win 38-0. Um, so good for the Golden Gophers. And we have a whole slate of games Friday and Saturday. I will not do another post-game pod until uh, Saturday night uh, into Sunday morning. Um, after all the, all the big 10 games. So, but thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me ramble. It's late, which means I'm gonna, I'm gonna ramble a bit. So I apologize, but thanks for listening. Take care. God bless.